We're in the book of Acts. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Acts, if you don't, if you grab one of the Bibles, uh, the green Bibles on the way, and it's page 912, 912 otherwise, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And uh, we, some people have said, a few people had the nerve to say, Acts is kind of a negative book, you know. Listen, it's not a negative book. Uh, it, it's not about negativity. It's not about, uh, you know, being scared. It's about that no matter what we face, and we're facing a lot, aren't we? And it's only going to get crazier. been telling you all along, no matter what we face, we can live in victory by the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to see what happens to Stephen here in Acts chapters, uh, Acts chapter 6 and 7. We see what happens to Stephen. This is coming. It's on its way. It's coming to the USA today. Uh, if to anybody who takes a stand for Jesus Christ, it's coming. Look what just happened in, in uh well, think of think of a lot of people say, well, I don't just don't see it happening here in the United States. And I said, have you been paying attention? Pay attention. Uh, look what happened with the hurricane. We're praying for the Rodriguez's today. Uh, Dave and Leslie, we already announced that to pray for them. Right now, the hurricane is hitting Connecticut and Long Island and everything. They have asked for prayer. But who would have thought there'd be a hurricane coming their way, right? And and look what it, this the spiritual hurricane is coming our way. We've been talking about this over and over. We have to be ready. Look what's happening in Afghanistan. Do you think the Afghani Christians a month ago were concerned? No, because they trusted the USA. Well, we're not going to get into that. But anyway, they listen. We're going to end with a special time of prayer for the Afghani Christians. So uh, hang out, and as soon as the sermon's over, it's just going to flow into that. We're going to have a closing song after that. But, but listen, they they were living a normal life a couple months ago, and things never looked better. And now they're now they're being hunted door to door, door to door, people knocking on the door. They they're finding them. They're they're they're. I was reading they're fleeing to the mountain areas. They're fleeing to the mountains. Just Matthew 24, Mark 13, right? Fleeing to the mountains. And listen, we. I warned you. Remember, he said, oh, it's 2021. Things are going to change. I said, ah, it's going to get crazier. And it, it has, and it will. We, you, we have to connect the dots to the Bible, to world events. Connecting the dots very, very important. So we're going to have a special time. That This passage here is perfect for Christians in the USA, real Christians. I'm not talking about the woke Christians. I'm not talking about the fake Christians. I'm talking, not talking about the apostate Christians. I'm talking about the real Christians. This is perfect for real Christians. Christians, and I hope everybody here is a real Christian, or you don't, by the time you leave, you will be a real Christian. But the, the title for today is Stephen, Take a Stand for Jesus Christ. Take a Stand for Jesus Christ, Acts 6, 8 through 15. And we're going to be looking at taking a stand for Jesus Christ. And a great example of that, right now we have ministry teams, mission teams out on the boardwalks. Uh, I think they're in Ocean City this weekend. Is that right? Ocean City? All right. And so I got a video that they put together. Josh and Tatiana put together a video involving Chuck Harrison. A little special thing. But we'll start off with the video and then we'll get to the rest of it. Okay. Uh, it's called Digital by Tidal Wave. So 
Jesus right away comes in, we all die, and now we're standing before God. You guys believe in God? Yeah. God now asks you a question. Why am I going to let you guys know Chuck always says that one of the greatest joys that a Christian misses out on is bringing someone to Christ, sharing the gospel, and seeing them get it. And when we're out there on the boardwalk, you can see people get it. You can see it click. You can tell the people who need to hear this message, who are so close to the cross, who know that they need a savior. So many people have never heard what we're telling them. We are in the minority. These kids have never heard the gospel. They have never heard the love of Christ. And we are all charged with telling people we're talking to a lot of like younger people because they just come up to us and we're doing the heaven test where we say there's like the oceans right there so we say ask them their names and then i say okay ava and talia a giant tidal wave just came in and you died just a sound effect too. i do it all i do it just how i did it so i breath it a giant tidal wave just came in, wiped us all out. Now we're dead. Now we're standing before God, who's sitting on his throne of righteousness and justice. And they say, he says, Talia, why should I let you into heaven? And they all go, crap. But it's a cursed word. And I say, really? That's the first thing you're going to say to God. And then... Yeah, literally everyone. Literally everyone just curses. And it's like, yeah, crap. Like, you better be prepared because it's going to happen. And then I say, you know, God has laws. Have you ever lied? Did you ever steal anything? Disobey your parents? Everybody's doing that. It's easy to get young people on that one. I say, you ever hated anyone? You ever hated? You got a sibling? You never got so angry at them? You were just like, oh, I just hate you. And they all go, yeah. They have never heard that there is an objective right and wrong and they've never heard that none of us are good we have all fallen short we all need a savior these kids out there they come out to party and instead they meet us a bunch of ragtag weirdo <laughs> jesus freaks who love them and who knows all of a sudden their life could be changed by one conversation. Mine was, it's just a seed. We're planting seeds, we don't know what's going on. We have to walk by faith and pray and leave their salvation in the hands of God. Their entire life, their entire eternity could be changed because of something that someone said to them. It's so worth it to just get over the hesitation, to get over the fear, and just get out there and talk to people. We have nothing to lose. We want to share this joy with everyone, not just the unbelievers, but the fellow believers. It strengthens our faith when we share our faith. And we learn so much. We learn what's holding people back, and guess what? We were all held back at one point. 
we can help these people overcome their stumbling blocks and overcome their, their questions and their doubts because we've had them too. And God works all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So he is going to give you the people that need to hear what you have to say. Uh, Alright guys, the highway is really big, we all just died. Oh my god. Now we're all dead and we're standing before God whether you believe in him or not. Oh no. And if you don't believe in him, that's not a good start, is it? Yeah. So, now you're standing before God that you might not even believe in. You have to have faith that God is working. It's not easy. It's not easy. But we're not called to have an easy life. If it were easy, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> Nothing easy is fun. But it is so rewarding. It's the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I know it's the most rewarding thing that Chuck has ever done. And once you get that bug, tell people you just never want to stop. Josh and Tatiana had just sent me that video, and uh, you saw Chuck Harrison and Joan, who's now in heaven, uh, at the end there. They've been doing this ministry. So almost every day, almost, they're down there. We have a team down there, Chuck and different people, and Josh and Tatiana and different people are down there. Uh, almost every day this whole summer, it's unbelievable. The, the, they just tell the story after story. If you don't get their updates, tell Chuck you want to get them, because the, it's just hundreds of Young people and adults every night, sometimes they can't leave till 2 in the morning. Chuck was telling me the other day, and I, I was going to have him share, but he's not here this Sunday. But he was just 2 in the morning, and they were just just late one night. It was really late. It was after midnight, and they wanted to go, and he was dead tired. But two more guys came up, and they ended up talking to them and praying with them and leading them to Christ. And he was so glad he stayed so late. But it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Now, Everybody here could go down with a meet, you know, they go almost every night. You want to go down and just hang out and watch, just pray for them, join in and talk. Sometimes there's so many people they can't keep up with them all. Sometimes there's long lines, it's crazy. But anybody could go, but uh, you don't have to go to the boardwalk. You don't have to go to the boardwalk. This could be anywhere. I hope you do go down and, and see what it's like or get out with them. But, but you don't have to. It could be anywhere. People, we have to not just be on the boardwalk. We have to just have to be on all the time, right? Because people are desperate right now. Desperate. They're afraid. They're desperate. Their eyes are being opened up that their normal's not coming back. And they're false security is not coming back and and they're looking for answers if coronavirus and all the craziness has done anything it's opened people's eyes that there's that they're not safe and secure and they're not guaranteed their next our next heartbeat our next breath we're not guaranteed anything we have to be ready and so that's we're going to hit this as we get into Stephen here today father we just thank you for the worship today thank you for your word we thank you for every person who's here or watching live stream or watching later on this week. We just pray that your Holy Spirit would touch our hearts. And I pray that each one of us would be on fire spiritually. And I pray that if anybody is hearing this and has never put their faith in Jesus Christ, doesn't have the hope 
doesn't have the peace, doesn't have the joy of a relationship with you, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray that this would be the time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's read the rest of chapter 8. We started it already. Uh, Chapter 6, I'm sorry, starting with verse 8. Chapter 6, verse 8. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from the members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the province of Cilicia and Asia. These men began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak words of blasphemy against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified, This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Wow. So first of all, the thing that jumps out of us, first of all, is we see that Deacon Stephen was a very spiritual guy, right? Uh, Now Stephen, verse 8, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. This deacon, he's one of the original seven deacons, spiritual, super spiritual, super powerful guy. That's why we treat the role of deacons here at New Hope Community Church not as a secondary leadership position, but just just like an elder. And just what the Bible teaches too. But deacons are, are to be spiritual. It's a high calling here at New Hope Community Church. And it's a high calling in the body of Christ. And God was using Deacon Stephen in a powerful way. And whenever God is using us in a powerful way, what should we be prepared for? Opposition. Persecution. You see it in the Bible over and over and over again, right? Over and over again. Elijah, remember, called down fire from heaven. And then uh, Jezebel, I'm going to kill you, you know. It always follows when God is using us. And look who attacked him. Who could attack them? The freedmen. This is a beautiful picture. The freedmen, right? Exactly. The freedmen. They were freed from slavery. This is a group of uh, people freed from slavery, and they're proud of their new freedom. That's why they call themselves the freedmen, as as they call themselves, right? But now that they're free, they demand total obedience. Isn't that ironic? There's the Holy Spirit records everything for a reason. Total obedience to their religious rules. Right? Crazy, isn't it? It reminds me of the tolerance movement in the United States. Tolerance. We're all about tolerance, but we won't tolerate you if you don't believe what we believe. Right? They only will tolerate you if you go along. You can't just allow them their opinion. You have to affirm what they say. Right? Isn't that true? And, and, and so these freedom folks decide to deny Stephen his freedom of speech. Right? Look at verse 11. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we have heard Stephen speak words of blasphemy against Moses and against God. They stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs of Moses handed down to us. 
Hmm. They resorted to deception. Now, there was a kernel of truth of what he said, but they twisted it. And they used it. They said they, they, in the air in Acts chapter 6, it said they resorted to deception. Deception. Remember 20 years ago, 21 years ago when we started here? Remember them resorting to deception to try to block our church from starting in New Hope? Remember that? And they spread these lies about us. They, you know, there, was, there was all these petitions going around, and they were signing petitions to keep us from coming in, and we had to go to the board meetings and, and got beat up there. And, and lie. Remember, remember, some of you remember the, the TV station being, the TV trucks being outside the church. We came out, and, they, and the next day we were on TV, and, and they said all these lies about us. They made things up. They, nobody came and talked to me. They talked to the, the, the protesters, you know, remember they're trying to sneak in and disrupt the service and threatened us and all kinds of crazy things. They talked to them, but you would think they would get our side of it. You know, not trusting the media is nothing new, let me tell you. It started long ago, right? And it was crazy, the smear campaign, the crazy things. And I'll never forget, as we weathered that and God turned the community opinion in our favor, and, and even many of our attackers ended up being in our favor, remember that? But, but remember, I remember someone come up to me and say, saying to me, like a couple years later, I was good friends with him at that time, he goes, yeah, I signed the petition saying don't let you in, you know? All I heard was all these horrible things about you and 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 i kept hearing out what a monster you are and then one day someone pointed you out at the soccer field and said there he is and he goes that's him that's the scary guy you know he was like laughing with me like you didn't look very scary to me you know and uh boo but anyway uh the and, and, and they, they, then they did the sneak attacks. They tried these sneak attacks with the lies here. And it reminds me of the sneak attacks that we went through. I have, I've saved all this. I, someday I'll write a book. But I remember someone writing me an email. And they were trying to get me to put something in writing that they could go to the paper, go to the TV stations. We were in the paper every week. Remember that? And, and it was all lies. And they were trying to get me to put something in writing. And so they should have just asked me, I, I would have said, listen, I'm preaching every Sunday. You want to hear what I say? You know, listen, you know, it's, it's out there and I, I don't hide anything. I preach it, what we really believe. But they were trying to get me to say something against homosexuals. That's what they're trying to get me to do. And because I remember I went through the marriage between the two ladies and that's what started the whole avalanche of attacks. And and uh, I said, I got to follow the Bible. I got to follow the Bible. And I stick to the Bible. You're welcome to come to church. Love to have you come and hear the gospel. And many people from that community came. And, and many are here now who are born again and, and changed. And you don't even know a lot of them. But I know who they are. And I know the transformations. It's no different than someone coming from any kind of sin, right? We all come, we are all saved from something. We don't treat it any different. But they were trying to get me to say something incriminating that they could really blast me with, right? And so this. This person wrote me and, and pretended that they, they, they said, listen, we just moved into the community with our children. We just want to know what you think about some things because we don't want to put our kids in a place where they'll hear anything that's not right. But we're Bible-believing Christians, and, and uh, we just want to know what you think. What would you say about homosexuality? And, and uh, they wanted me to put something in writing. Now, listen, I preach it every you know, Sunday night. I don't hold back, right? Speak the truth in love, right? 
And, but they wanted me to put something in writing so they could edit it and twist it. And I, and I just had a bad feeling. And then I, I said, well, why don't you come to church and hear what I have to say? You know? Then they wrote, oh, well, yeah, we will come. We are going to come. But turns out I just realized I went to the same seminary as you, the same school as you, Trinity. You know, they just use Trinity, not Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, just Trinity. And I, I, we had some of the same teachers. And, and, uh, and I, they gave me a name that I didn't recognize. And, and I said, well, really, what, what professors did you have? Maybe we were in the same classes. So we played this cat and mouse game. They threw out some uh, Johnson and you know names that anybody could be at any school, and and uh, and and then kept playing this cat and mouse game, real coy, back and forth. And finally, I and finally I wrote back and I, and I looked up this person's name who supposedly went to the school and supposedly same summary. I looked up the person's name and it was uh, I saw the version. It was like I'll just say. Uh, 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 Chris, you know, Chris Johnson. I'll just use a, a generic name. But I looked in the New Hope area and I did some investigating. I'm not the only one who can, they weren't the only ones who could be sneaky. And I looked up and I saw there was this, this counselor, this doctor something of New Age medicine and counseling in New Hope. You know what that means. Yeah, they got some crystal degree. And, and so they, they, I saw the, a, a short, a longer version of the name and it was a woman's name. And and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, and I and I think this could be the same person. So I wrote back and I said, listen, it's funny. I looking up your name in the alumni book of Trinity, and I can't find your name anywhere. Now this could be just a big misunderstanding. It could be real funny. We'll all laugh about it, but we'll have you over for lunch and talk about it. But but it's it. I can't find you anywhere in there, and it it it, it seems like. You know, you didn't go to Trinity. In fact, I think you might be blah, blah, blah. I said the name, you know, in the email. Woo, you should, I, oh, you should have seen what came back. You, you, oh, vicious, vicious, uh, you know, this, this devil's been uncovered thing, you know. You, I, hateful, horrible person. I hate you, I hate you, you know, you know, you know, you, you can't stay here at New Hope, you know, and just attack, 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 crazy, you know. Uh, and, and I tried everything, and this person was slick. I tried, I said, at the end one time, I said, Jesus Christ is Lord, and the person, you know, because I knew it was demonic, and they wrote back, oh, yes, Jesus is Lord, and I knew they were playing this whole demonic game it was demonic and boy did this person it turned out to be a woman blasted me blasted me hammered me but she was furious because i uncovered her lie and i didn't play her game and 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 the holy spirit gave me the words gave me the 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 discernment gave me the 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 thwart her efforts to get me to say something that she could edit and, and use against me and that's what it reminded me of is is this same thing that happens to Stephen reminded of that. Because what were they really ticked off about? Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. But they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. They couldn't stand up to him. What were they really mad about? They were mad because they lost an argument. It didn't work for them. It, they, they, they lost an argument because they could not stand up against Stephen's wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. The spirit in him. They couldn't stand up against him. The wisdom. What, what is he talking about? His wisdom. Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Where do we get wisdom? From God's word. 
Knowing God, knowing about God, knowing his word. That's what that's where we, we Stephen had wisdom because he knew God's word. Wait, till you see next week, chapter seven. Wait, till you see his sermon. And he knew the Bible from A to Z. Deacon Philip knew the Bible unbelievably. Wait, till you see that. And it also not only did he know the word, but he was full of the spirit. Spirit. He was full of spirit. He was dependent on the spirit. He was living out what was promised in Mark thirteen eleven when Jesus said, Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we better know the word, but then we don't have to worry about what we're going to say because the Holy Spirit will lead us on what to say. And that's exactly why Stephen was able to stand his ground. That's why he ticked them off. That's why he upset them. If you, you, if you know the word and you follow the Holy Spirit's leading, you are going to be able to stand your ground and it's going to freak them out. And someday if you want to read my email thread, I'll show it to you. You want to see somebody freak out when, they, when, when, when God gives us the wisdom and the spirit to stand against the lies. Are you, are we ready to stand for Jesus Christ? Are we ready to stand up to the world? We better get ready because the wave is coming. Just like the hurricane that you saw the signs of the hurricanes, everybody's been warned. There is a spiritual hurricane coming. And some people have had to, you know, have said about me recently you know, that I am, am preaching doom and gloom. I've heard several things coming back to me that I'm preaching doom and gloom. Listen, this is not doom and gloom. This is connecting the dots between God's word and the daily news. That's all this is, is connecting the dots to God's word and what is happening in our world. And those who, who feel like I'm preaching doom and gloom, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you because I because if you're not connecting the dots, you will never know what hit you. Just like people imagine the hurricane coming and people didn't know it was coming. That's where you are. If you think it's just doom and gloom and closing your ears. Listen, Revelation 13, 9 and 10 says he who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is going into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword he will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. Do you have an ear? Do we have an ear? Are we connecting the dots? And only the Stevens will be able to stand. Only the Stevens. The woke Christians won't be standing. The careful preachers won't be standing. Their churches won't be standing. You know what I'm talking about? So careful. Functional false teachers. They're everywhere. Everywhere. They will not be able to stand. Only the Stevens will be able to stand. Do we have the wisdom to battle the world's lies? Do we know God's word? Can we battle the world's lies? Can we, can we, can we battle it? Second Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 talks about this very thing where it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish arguments. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought, everything that comes from our teachers or our college, everything that comes through the media, 
<laughs> everything that comes from a pastor, everything that comes from a friend, everything that comes has to be taken captive and make it obedient to Christ. It has to go through the word of God. And, and, and we must give everything that comes at us to Jesus Christ. Let him take it captive. And whatever does not coincide with God's word, doesn't confirm God's word, throw it away. But whatever is good, we take it. And that's, do we have that discernment? I see Christians collapsing everywhere, crashing, caving in, going woke, shocking, believing in evolution and, and, and sexual sin, affirming sexual sin. And there's many ways to be saved. doesn't matter if it's Jesus or, or another son of God. You know, good, you can get there to any God is all gods. And, and any way you want to get there, it's okay. Just fall, falling to this garbage. Do we, do we know God's word? Are we, are we trained in apologetics, defending? our faith. Joy, Paul and Joy Vanderbilt have that book they've been giving out. Uh, if you haven't read that one, whoo, it's good. Uh, I just got my copy. Uh, are you going out with Chuck Harrison and, and Josh and Tatiana and, and watching how they speak the truth and love to the, the world's lies out there? What specifically will you commit to to increase in wisdom? How is God calling you to cr- increase in wisdom? In God's word, in apologetics. What specifically? Maybe you are just hanging out there. First of all, your own personal study is vital. Very, very important. But then also part of a, some kind of a Bible study, a home fellowship. I know, uh, you know, uh, Paul and Joy and Mark and Gwen have one they're dealing with social justice versus biblical justice. You want to talk about a, a radical difference? The fraud of social justice versus biblical justice? It's a whole other thing. You know, are you in a group like that or some kind of a, a, a Bible study? Uh, the ladies Bible study have been doing some really deep stuff this, this summer. I know Kim and the ladies have been doing some really deep stuff dealing with, you know, they had uh, Cody, what's his name? Vody, uh, Vody, Bacham. They've been listening to him. Oh, powerful stuff. They've been sharing that stuff with me. Wild stuff. Uh, but the ladies' Bible study, maybe it's books and, and videos, uh, apologetics. Uh, if you need, need to, 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 to something that will really get you grounded, Chuck Harrison has always got a book he wants someone to read. I know, I know uh, Matthew and my sons Matthew and Joshua and Mikey have lots of, of uh, really uh, good – better talk to Mikey. He's going to college uh, Thursday, so talk to him today. But lots of good books. They, I see Mike put books out on the table. You guys have been taking them. It's great. R.C. Sproul, was it Sproul? Mike? Yeah. yeah, Sprawl. You know, R.C. Sprawl, you know, are we getting grounded? Are we getting grounded? Very, very important. And are we full of the Holy Spirit? Are we full of the Holy Spirit? Are we learning to depend on the Holy Spirit? I've been talking about this all throughout the book of Acts. Are we learning to depend on the Holy Spirit now so that when the hurricane really does come, we'll be ready to stand like Stephen did? To stand our ground like Stephen Are we ready for that? How can we specifically let the Holy Spirit lead us and work in our life? What are some specific ways to be grounded? What are you going to do specifically to get grounded? And then to specifically let the Holy Spirit lead us. And I'll tell you one of the best ways to practice this is witnessing, sharing our faith. I talked about that. People are hungry. They're hungry. Are we looking? Are we we, uh, praying for the opportunities? 
Are we looking? Are we throwing out hooks? I'm kind of, are you, you don't, you, you, you ever fish here? You go fishing, you throw out a hook with different bait. That doesn't work. Throw out another bait, another one. You know, we were just kinkers fishing for the catfish. We tried everything. It always is corn, always corn. We got the big catfish in there bound with corn. All right? It's always corn. And, but you got to find the right bait on that hook. And I'm constantly throwing out a hook, trying to get some of the... If they, if they take a little level, I'm ready. I'm ready, right? We have to have that mentality. We, we may not be on the boardwalk. We can't be on the boardwalk 24-7, but we can be on 24-7, praying and looking and hooking constantly. And you'll be amazed if you do that. Uh, you'll be amazed... Terry, come on up. Yeah. Uh, you'll be amazed if you do that... that God is ready to use us. You'll just be amazed at how God can move in and through us. Someone who does this so well and so often and so naturally, supernaturally, it's Terry Noble. A lot of you guys know her. Come on up. I asked her just to share a few minutes because you're going to be inspired. I just was talking around the phone. I said, Terry, you've got to share some of this on Sunday. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I've been saved since 1974. And... Uh, the what I I want to what I want to share with you is the parable of the sower, okay? And you're all familiar with that. I see all of us once we come to Christ as this, uh, as a seed sower, every one of us. And it doesn't have to be on the boardwalk. I used to go summers to New Hope on the streets and witness also. But the Lord showed me that there are people all around us. And those opportunities are everywhere, in the stores, in the supermarkets, for men, a Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. And and how it starts out, uh, I'll pray, and before I go, Lord, please, if there's someone that is searching for you, give me an opportunity to speak with them. And Lord, uh, and give me the words, give me uh, those divine appointments. And so uh, just yesterday, Bob and I were in Best Buy, and uh, we were looking at um, computers. And as an example, uh, the sales rep was, a, um, was Chinese. And as we were leaving, and this was a real short witness, um, we were just talking back and forth. And I said to him, and I use this every time, four words the Lord gave me, and all of you can use it and borrow it. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And I asked him that, and he said, well, I go to a Catholic school. I said, no. I said, do you know Jesus? And I gave him a short version of my uh, testimony, very short. And he was kind of like, didn't know, really know, you know what to say to that. And I said to him, if you still doubt that there is a God and he loves you and he died for you, so that you could be with him forever. I challenge you to ask him, God, if you're real and you're there, show me. And uh, all I can tell you is, each and every one of you, please consider. You can't be on the boardwalk for various reasons or whatever, but you can ask for those divine appointments. And I cannot tell you uh, over the years how, Many people I have witnessed to, especially young people, they're hungry, they're searching. And uh, so I encourage you all, read the, uh, the parable of the sower. 
And the last part where he said, those that fell on good ground and the seed that you have inside of you is from Christ and those seeds. One of the parables that uh, one of the um, uh, uh, words the the Lord gave me about the parable of the sower. He sows seeds all the time, but he never stops sowing. And wherever it falls, that is God's responsibility. But you have to understand that each one of you have an ob- has an obligation to pray about it and ask the Lord to give you those opportunities. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Every time I call her, she has another story of someone she just shared the gospel with. Every time. And it's just out of the blue. And young people and... And, uh, you know, they, they can't say no to her. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, thank you, Terry. Maybe you're here and you're not a Christian yet. Maybe you, or you're listening to this, you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You don't have the Holy, you don't have God's wisdom yet. You don't have the Holy Spirit yet like Stephen had. You are the person who needs to respond to Jesus Christ, to his love, to what he did for us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross in our place for our sin. And we need to believe in Jesus. And the word believe in the Greek, and we've talked about this many times, is not just in your head. It means to believe in the heart. It's a much deeper. It's like, it means a complete dependence on, complete giving to, clinging to. The word is a picture of a clinging to, like a little baby clinging to a parent. We have to cling to Jesus Christ. And that's what it takes to be saved, to put our faith in Jesus, to believe in him, to put our faith in him, that he died for our sin, that he forgave our sin, that he washed it away, that we are depending on him to come to his father and have a relationship with his father and and then to spend eternity in heaven with God someday. We're completely depending on Jesus Christ. Have you ever done that? You can do that now. Let's pray. As we go this time of prayer, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? First of all, he may be speaking to you as someone who's never put your faith in Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is convicting and drawing and speaking to your heart, offering you the gift of salvation, offering you the gift of life now and forever, a new life now and forever with him. If you will receive and believe, if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ, the simple but powerful prayer of faith, God, there's no magic, it's just a simple prayer. God, I repent of my sin. I turn away from my old life of rebellion. I repent. I ask you to forgive me from everything that keeps me from a relationship with you, God. Forgive me because I'm putting my faith in your son, Jesus. 
I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. I'm trusting in his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead to prove he was your son. I'm trusting in Jesus, your son. I want the new life you've promised. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, or if you do pray that prayer of faith, something amazing has happened. You now have the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that filled Stephen is now in you, has now washed you clean, has now made you into a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You are a brand new person, and you're in for the shock of your life because the Holy Spirit is in you. God's actual Spirit will speak to you and begin to transform you to become like Jesus Christ. And if you have prayed that prayer of faith, I want to encourage encourage you to tell somebody maybe you have a family member or a friend here or wherever you are that you could tell who's a Christian tell me on the way out tell some Christian so that we'd be excited for you and then help you grow you're a baby a baby Christian help you grow encourage you for those of us who are already Christians how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us are we full of God's wisdom Are we in the Word? What specific way are we going to be filled with God's Word? What steps can we take? What will we take? What will we commit to? Are we full of the Holy Spirit? Are we depending on the Holy Spirit? Are we letting the Holy Spirit move in and through us? How specifically is the Holy Spirit speaking to us, even right now, calling us to take a step of faith, calling us to to allow him to move through us? Maybe it's someone he's calling us to witness to. We know we're supposed to witness to this person. And we've been fighting it. When we commit to those four simple words, do you know Jesus? Father, I pray that every one of us would be full of wisdom, full of the Spirit. We would be able to take our stand in the coming storm, the storm that's already hitting us. We would be able to be used powerfully by the Holy Spirit no matter what hits us. 